This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to make fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Yes, I'm back in the saddle. Uh, good to be back, by the way. Good to be gone. Good to get back. That's the way we always say it. Thank you, Andy, for uh, handling things as I was gone, and lots of others that helped participate with Andy as well. Uh, my son, I think Tanner, uh, Shimei, others that helped. So I really appreciate all of you guys that pitch in and help out as I am gone. Had a good vacation, and one of the few times I normally – do work on vacation. I know you're not supposed to, but I normally do some things while I'm on vacation. Not necessarily the show, but there's usually other things I'm doing in the background and even coaching and handling other business things and so on. This happened to be one where I didn't do too much of that. I, I pretty much just went and relaxed and had a good time. Uh, I will get to a few things. Those highlights, Charlie always asks me, what are the highlights? So I'll get to a few of those here in just one moment. Question of the day, the answer to Friday's impossible question. What is the technical name for what is more commonly known as a hashtag number or pound sign? So what is the technical name for what is more commonly known as the hashtag number sign or pound sign? That would be the Octothorpe. Am I saying that right? Octothorpe? I would have no idea. I never even knew who come up with the term who came up with the term hashtag. I always knew it as a pound sign, but whatever. I think that's because on the telephone, we always had to push pound something or other when we were, you know, dialing. I guess you could say dialing or pushing the button to actually make a phone call. Yeah, I'm that old. Today's impossible question. And answer this on the RushToReason.com website. In what year was the first recorded snowfall in the Sahara Desert? In what year was the first recorded snowfall in the Sahara Desert? So it does snow, I guess, in the Sahara Desert. I wasn't aware of that, but it does. Okay, so a few observations from vacation. And happened to be at an all-inclusive resort, which I don't typically go to, but this was a little different situation this time and was able to, to uh, go to one of those, which there's pros and cons to those. If you've ever been to an all-inclusive resort, you may know what I'm talking about, if not. So for those of you maybe that don't know what one is, and they're not – you know, they're kind of in all sorts of places. They're not just in Mexico. They are all over. All-inclusive, you have to look at the fine print, typically means that your room and all of your other amenities, food, so on, are included in the all-inclusive. And in turn, <laughs> I'll just say it straight up, I feel, and I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel when you go to an all-inclusive, the entitlement factor raises several notches because folks feel like, well, I paid, so I require 
X, Y, and Z. You, you saw that when you would go to some of the different restaurants and so on. And some restaurants, believe it or not, at an all-inclusive, still require you to make a reservation ahead of time because they're a little different. Res- you know, It's not just the buffet because they will have all of the above, all different kinds of restaurants, different themes, and so on. And I, what I call an all-inclusive, by the way, if, for those of you that have been on a cruise ship, you may know this, but an all-inclusive resort is just a cruise ship on land. Think of it that way. Not supposed to leave. Everything is there. All your amenities, anything you want to do, all the different shows, the things you go to, the entertainment and so on. It's all in one place. No need to ever leave the resort. You get dropped off, picked up, done deal. Pretty much how it works. And very few people leave unless it's on some sort of an excursion. So, again, very much like a cruise ship. In my opinion, with that style of resort comes a lot of entitlement. Again, because people feel like I paid X and doggone it, I'm going to get my money's worth. Whether that's going through the buffet line more than they normally would typically, whether that's being mad because they've got to make a reservation, whether it's acting like you're the only one at the resort and no one else is around and you can scream in the hallway at your friend at 3 a.m., Get my drift? Yeah. That, to me, is an all-inclusive. And they're not all the same. I, I get that. Keep in mind, the one that I went to, we went to, wife and I, wasn't just a bunch of young people. It was all over the map. There was people with kids there, which I'm always shocked at. Do people just take their kids out of school to go on vacation? Or are they all homeschooled? Or I, I don't get that one. Because there's all sorts of age groups, even now, this time of year. So, all sorts of age groups at this particular resort. So, not all old fogies like me. Not all young people either. I mean, it's a very large mix of individuals. From, by the way, what I could tell, all walks of life. And some of you say, well, John, how can you tell what somebody's walk of life is? You can typically tell. And let me explain. I've talked about this on air many times in the past when it comes to talking about finances and how you manage your money. One thing I have observed through all these years, and it becomes more and more apparent as I get older. Yes, I'm showing my age. If you have to wear your wealth, quote unquote, you're not rich. I'll say that again. If you have to wear your wealth, you aren't. You're you're dressing to impress, but in a way... That's not the way we used to think of it as dress to impress, like a job interview or church or whatever. No, I mean, when you're dressing to show that you've got a certain type of tennis shoe on or a certain other garment on, you get the drift of where I'm going. It's more about who am I and what am I wearing, not what's in my bank account. In fact, in most cases, I would tell you the bank account's probably empty. And in turn, you're at an all-inclusive and you're going to make sure you get your money's worth. And it's, folks, this is every walk of life. I'm not, I'm not picking on any particular group of individuals. I'm, what I'm saying is you can really tell a lot by a person by the way they're acting, by the way they are behaving, and frankly, what they're wearing. It, it's a learning experience. I did a lot of people watching the last week. Let's just say, let's just say that. Learned, learned a lot of things, got to watch a lot of things. Charlie always says, well, did you have a good time? Well, of course, yes. It's always fun to be on vacation and even learn from some of these things. Here's something else I learned. And I, I, this could have been a one-time thing, although I observed this in a few different settings. This particular vacation is a, is a resort where they do a lot of weddings. We did not know that, but they do a lot of weddings. I mean, when I say a lot of weddings, like two to three a day. 
not one, two or three a day. About the only day they didn't do that was we had some some storms and some, you know, kind of uh, a little bit of rain, not a lot, but a little bit of rain as the hurricane went way to the east of us. At any rate, three weddings a day. So all sorts of people from all around the world, by the way. I met some very nice people, or we met some very nice people from the U.K. that were there, which I learned a lot. Charlie's always asking me, what do the people think in the U.K. about the monarchy and the queen and the amount of money that it takes to handle all of the things the monarchy you know, requires and so on? And, and I didn't tell Charlie this yet, but I learned that there are people there that hate it. Believe it or not, this never made it to the news. There were people protesting outside of the queen's funeral against the very thing I'm talking about. They don't like the fact that a lot of the tax money is going to support the monarchy. Now, this particular gentleman, who's, by the way, had a lot in common. He's been a business owner for a number of years over there, uh, actually has a lumberyard. Had a very nice conversation and spent a couple of days just chatting throughout the days with him. Very nice gentleman, by the way. Had a nice family. And <clears throat> had a lot to talk about when it came to just their health care and what they do along those lines and so on. And uh, just his, his feelings of, of, you know, the taxation and the things that are going on there. But one of the things that I noticed about the U.K., and, and, I, and I, don't think, I don't think I'm wrong in this. I'd like to see more studies or even go out and find some studies on this and see if I'm actually correct in my thinking. But the kids from the U.K., teenagers especially, seem to look younger than ours do of the same age. I mean, I could kind of look around the pool area and the resort. You could get a pretty good idea of how old certain kids were and so on. I can typically tell you pretty much. I mean, I've raised enough of my own kids. You can pretty much tell how old some kids are. But I, I missed it on every one of these U.K. kids that were there. I missed it by probably three to five years on how old I thought they were. And then when you find out how old they actually are, I was shocked. Now, is that the food we have here versus what's on the other side of the pond? Is it, you know, some of the things that we allow that they don't? Because there are things they don't allow in their foods that we do, by the way. I did look at that. I kind of knew that going into that, you know, conversation. But I did some checking just to see, is, am, I, am I out there or do they have different things in their food that we don't have. And the reality is they have things that aren't in their food that we do have here. And I'm wondering, is all of that a contributor to the fact that our kids look older, more mature than their kids do? Which I'm not saying is a good thing. I'm actually saying it's probably a bad thing. And I can tell you this as well. I should be careful how I say this, but it's true. Our kids are more overweight than their kids are in general. You could just look around the pool area, and our kids are more overweight than their kids are. And again, I think I had a really good comparison because there was a pretty good mix of people from, there were folks that we met that were from uh, Britain, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, literally all over the world, there were folks that were at this particular resort, again, because of some of these weddings that were going on. And those were just some of my initial observations. And I will also say this, in closing of this segment, I'll come back and talk about some other stuff and get over with this particular topic. People are becoming more and more rude as time goes by. And I'm not just saying at resorts. I mean, just in general, at the airports, traveling, 
the different places that you go. Very few people hold the door open for anybody anymore. Very few people say please and thank you. And just the common gestures that I guess I was raised with as to what you're supposed to do. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I guess we're so woke now we've lost our manners. That's all I can say. We've become so woke, manners have gone out the door. I had a particular situation where I was exiting the plane last night, and there was a gentleman that was sitting a few seats in front of me, an older gentleman. I won't say anything else about him, but he was an older gentleman sitting a few rows ahead of me that evidently had to have his bag back where I was. I was a few rows back. And rather than say, excuse me, to the two or three people he had to get around, myself included, he just runs us all over to grab his bag and never once said, sorry, excuse me, or can you hand me that bag that's up there? Because, frankly, I would have grabbed his bag and just handed it to me if he'd asked. Now, I realize that one observation from one person doesn't say that everybody's getting more rude, but that's not the only observation. I just think in general... People are becoming more and more rude because we're not teaching. We're not teaching manners. We're 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 just not. I was exiting. We were exiting the airport yesterday, and there was an American family. How do I know they're American? You can just tell. And they've got these two little kids with them. That I'll be honest with you, they were my kids. I'm not sure they'd be alive this morning. Because they were so out of control. And I'm thinking, really? And you travel with them? I traveled with seven kids. Never once did I have to ever get after or correct anybody traveling, especially when it came to airplanes. Not saying I'm any kind of superhero parent. I'm not. I'm not perfect. But I can tell you this. When we were in public, my kids behaved. That's another thing. That is going away. I guess people just don't care what their kids do. Act however you want to. We have lost, again, we have lost teaching of manners, teaching of, you know, what, what to say, what to do, how to act. And I'm afraid we've become so entitled that that's now affecting every aspect of what we do in life. Those were my observations from vacation. Did I have a good time? Yes. Did I meet some really nice people and have some great conversation? Absolutely. Would I do it again? Yes, probably at a different resort because, no offense, three weddings a day with the people that they attract, I'm not interested in. Sorry, just I'm not. Nothing against weddings. People should get married. I think that's great. It's a celebration. Problem is, it's a celebration, and when you do three of them a day and you have all those people celebrating all over the place till the wee hours of the morning, it doesn't make for a very restful night. That's all I'm going to say. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Some of you are texting. I'll read the text messages at the break. Golden Eagle Financial is up next. Al Smith, speaking of finances, as I said earlier. And I've known, by the way, over the years, some very, very wealthy individuals where to look at them, you wouldn't think they had a pot to pee in. Not exaggerating in that at all. What you wear, what you drive, and how you look has nothing to do with your financial security. What's in the bank and how well you've planned for that security, that's what matters. That's where Al Smith comes in. He can help you with all of that. He is our financial advisor. Find him at klzradio.com, 303-744-1128. While you can't avoid every risk, 
you can create a plan to make losses less likely with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. As you approach retirement, you are less tolerant of market risk because you can't afford to lose money to market volatility. When you reach retirement, you no longer have income to replace what you may lose. Your nest egg is your income because you are no longer employed and usually don't have a consistent cash flow. When you have concerns about the safety of your nest egg due to market volatility, Al Smith and Golden Eagle Financial can help you with strategies that will minimize your risk. In or near retirement, you no longer have the time you did when you were younger to replace what you may lose due to market volatility. Protect the investment of your time and preserve your money with retirement planning from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Connect with Al today at klzradio.com slash money, or you can call Al at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. All right, Alan Davis, Solar Energy Partners. Talk to Alan today, by the way, and uh, looking at doing some things on my commercial building, which he can do that as well. The commercial aspect of it works a little bit differently than your home, but it's still a savings. And if you've got a business and you own your building and it's something that you want to potentially look at, by all means, talk to Alan today and see what kind of money that he can save you. And in a lot of cases, keep this in mind, you're buying your future energy at today's prices, knowing that they are going to go up as time goes by. 303-378-7537, that's Solar Energy Partners. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, You'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power. Now, make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. All right. Roof Savers of Colorado is next. Dave Hart and Dave actually sent me a great article today on Hail costs, what they're doing and what it's going to do to drive up insurance costs. And if you think, oh, I'm just going to wait and do my roof once it hails, um, think again. The insurance companies are constantly looking at the ways to, again, stay profitable and not have those big hits on the hailstorms that they've had in the past. So, again, keep your roof in top working order. And, yes, there's ways to do that. There is maintenance you can do. Dave can do all of that. He can extend the life of your current roof and, if needed, can replace your current roof as well. Commercial or residential, either one, he can do it all. 303-710-6916 or RushToReason.com. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs, and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. 
Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com. And I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And also wanted to talk about some of the hurricane stuff because I did track that very closely while I was gone. A, because it was somewhat close to it. I mean, not not right in its path. But, you know, anytime there's a hurricane out in the ocean and you're on a coastal area, you're going to be checking things out to see what's going on. So watch that. was able to actually watch some news even on what was going on. I was able to watch the aftermath and what had happened. And I'll I'll get into some of that today as well. Uh, Gregory Wrightstone, by the way, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour and talk about Don Lemon's comments uh, about the hurricane and the fact that it's associated with climate change. Before we do that, though, Jennifer and Lafayette is there. Jennifer, welcome. How are you? Fine, John. Um, Your question about the children of the British Isles, why they look younger. Two factors. One, they eat a lot of seafood, so they automatically have Mm. more omega-3, and they also have more iodine in their system, and iodine will basically rip the toxins out of your body through your skin, so your skin actually becomes clearer. You know, that makes total sense. And again, I, I don't think I'm wrong in my observation, and I don't know. I'm sure there's some studies. Well, there's probably some studies out there, Jennifer. The question is how much are they publicized, because I doubt whether a lot of folks really want to understand or know that. But again, I, I could be off base in my thought process, but I, I really, to me, there was a shocking contrast between our kids of the same age and theirs. Another factor, I read a book in the 70s called The Medically Based No-Nonsense Beauty Book. Okay. And in it, it talked about the fact that the humidity is at such a level and consistent in the English Isles that it is really the perfect environment for human skin. Oh. That would make sense, too. So that, combined with everything else that you said, would be the reason why there's such a contrast in the age and how they look as far as the same age goes. Well, it, w- it would be a factor. Sure. Um, you were talking about people wearing their wealth. Yes. And that. The character of Scrooge in The Christmas Carol, um, he was based on an individual who lived about 100 years before who was considered to be just this poor gutter person who uh, uh, ate... Uh, almost rotting meat and wore crummy clothes and that. But And he had some businesses. When he died, they found that he was worth millions of pounds, wow. i.e. would be probably billions right. of dollars. Right. But, but he never, everybody thought he was as poor as a church mouse. Wow. Well, again, I, and, and by the way, I am not saying that if you have some wealth and you'd like to wear, you know, some finer clothing. And I also am one of those, Jennifer, I understand where in a lot of cases with clothing, you get what you pay for. But I also know that in a lot of cases, you pay for names 
that are on items that don't necessarily make that item, that, that shoe, that clothing, any, any better than its counterpart. In fact, truth be told, they're probably coming out of the same Taiwanese or Vietnamese or Chinese factory when it comes to garments. So the bottom line is just because it has a particular name on it doesn't mean it's any better quality. Absolutely. And that's one way you can tell people who are well off they don't wear the flashy stuff, but they do wear quality, things that are made there well. There you go. Not necessarily spectacular, uh, glamorous, but quality yep. construction. Yep. Good, good point. Have a good day, Jeff. Jennifer, thank you. Have the great day, comments. Jeff. I appreciate that. So I, I wasn't crazy with my observations. I would love to see, and if any of you are listening, just for my own personal benefit, I, I don't know if it's in, you know, I'd share this on air because there's nothing I can do about it. It's more informative than anything else. But if any of you have any information or studies on what I said earlier, I'm just curious. I would love to know, are our kids in America, North America, by the way, because I think this is true in Canada as well as here because they do a lot of the same things that we do. But I would like to know, you know, is it is there a vast difference in the look of maturity is probably the best way for me to say it. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, as far as their mental state and all of that, that, you know, there's a difference. In fact, it might even be that ours are less, are less mature mentally than even those kids are. But physically, our kids look a lot older than their kids do. And if any of you have any studies out there you'd love to send to me that I can read and even talk about at some point, I, I would love to just out of curiosity. I'd like to know that because that was one of the observations that I had, which, by the way, I don't know that I've ever been exposed to that many kids and people of different sections of the world at the same time. Yes, I've been around and I've traveled and done different things, but to be able to see them literally in the pool side by side even playing together and looking at the differences, knowing these are probably kids that are of the same age, but when you look at them, you can see this huge difference in, in how they appear, what their appearance is. That's what I mean. It, it's, to me, you don't see that very often, and I did see that firsthand this last week. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. And, guys, they're still looking for people to come to work for them. They've got a great apprenticeship program as well. And don't forget, there's never a service fee for KLZ listeners and their water treatment their water quality treatment systems for a lot of you folks too that are on wells or in your certain sections of town where you think that you may not have the best quality water that's something you should be looking at as well and they can take care of that 877 we high five 877 we high five or klz come join the high five team high five plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in denver colorado and was recently awarded denver chamber of commerce small business of the year we are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver Metro, and we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity and maternity leave, unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing Crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at highfiveplumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. 
All right, Michael Bailey Law, mobile estate planning is next. And make sure that your estate is in order. Every time I travel, it's one of the first things I think about because, I don't know, I guess you just feel like when you're traveling, those are the times where things may or may not happen, but it makes you think about those things. And if that's you and you don't have your estate in order, make sure that you get it in order, and Michael can help you with that. He's our mobile estate planner, klzradio.com. Call 720-394-6887. Michael Bailey talks about the darkness of facing a life-or-death situation up front, so you and your family don't need to worry about it later. He does everything in his power to make it less scary while teaching you what you need to know about end-of-life and crisis scenarios. Unfortunately, you're either prepared or you're not. There is no middle ground. So you should be involved now in who gets to make the big decisions about what happens to you later when you aren't able. Michael Bailey helps you understand what you need in your estate plan and why, doing everything in his power to take the fear out of it. You want to be prepared for how an unplanned situation could affect your loved ones, even though it's hard to think about now. In the long run, you and your family will be well prepared and more confident about the unforeseen. Mobile estate planning from Michael Bailey means you don't need to dwell on the what-ifs. Set up a free, zero-risk consultation at klzradio.com estate today. Save the Storks, folks. Again, we're helping them with a Stork bus here in the Denver area. It would be great for us to be able to do that and help them with that. Uh, their cost to do that is about $60,000 and more. Of course, that price is, is always going up. The sooner we get it done, the better. But we would like to get a, a Stork bus here in the Denver metro area. SaveTheStorks.com is where you go to give. Again, that's SaveTheStorks.com. My birth mother recently told me that she drove two hours to a clinic to abort me. But when she arrived for her appointment, she changed her mind and instead found an adoption attorney. I was just 10 minutes from being aborted, but something tugged at my birth mother's heart. And by the grace of God, I'm alive today. My name is Diane Ferraro, and I'm CEO at Save the Storks. I need you to join me in our mission and help us give women the chance to choose life for their babies. Think of the hundreds of women every week traveling from other states to get abortions here in Colorado. With your support, we can give them a reason to choose life. If you're a business owner or have been blessed financially this year, please join us as a partner and give $100, $500, or $1,000 a month. We need you to give generously so we can put a mobile medical unit right here. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and donate today. Please, don't wait. Go to SaveTheStorks.com. All right, we're going to get Gregory Wrightstone with us here in just one moment and, again, talk more about what happened with the hurricane and some of the conversations around it. And that's the other thing, too, really quick, that when you're on vacation, that, I don't know, I guess maybe it's me and I tend to gravitate more towards those individuals that are like-minded, but I rarely end up talking to somebody, even from across the pond, as in the case of the folks from the U.K., where they don't look at things and think at things the same way that we do or that I do, you all do that are listening. So it, that part's kind of interesting as well. Again, I, again, I think like begets like, and you tend to kind of gravitate towards those individuals, whether you know that's the way or not. But you can get a pretty good idea of, of how people are just from listening in on some of their conversations, what they're doing, how they're acting, and so on. And what's interesting is there's a lot more of us out there than what you would think, and that that part was curious as well. But Gregory is joining us now, Gregory Wrightstone. And Gregory, welcome. How are you, sir? Really appreciate you joining us, and welcome back, I should say, uh, Executive Director of the CO2 Coalition. 
Well, it's always good to be back on with you, John. And as usual, there's so much oh. to talk about. Yeah, you but, think? But I, you, you may not. You may not be aware. My home is actually 20 miles south of Tampa. I did not know and that. Yeah, it was pretty dicey, and then it turned south. And bad news for the people at Sarasota, but good news for us. We're going to need a new roof. Uh, got a little bit of damage, but other than that, good. we. Uh, we certainly didn't Good. suffer like the others did. It was funny. I was gonna. I've got a clip I may play a little bit later in today's program where CNN was, you know, grilling uh, DeSantis on some of that. You know, why didn't you evacuate more homes? Why didn't you do this? More? Why didn't you do that? And and by the way, you just gave the answer a moment ago because storms don't go exactly where they say they're going to, and they can turn. And no, you're not going to evacuate the entire state. Exactly, and. and well, we bailed out. I, I'm uh, I'm in Arlington, Virginia, right now. But uh, my daughter, son-in-law, three grandchildren, and another son are living in that home in Florida. I guess you could call it the Wrightstone family compound. There you but, go. Uh, you know, uh, it was looking bad, so they bailed out on Sunday, evacuated to Georgia, and ironically, we had friends at Pauley Island that said, "Why don't you come stay with us?" We said, "No." Nah, Pauley Island then got slammed mm-hmm. where we were going, where they were going to go. I don't know. Just it just seems so ironic. But but again, I did. We don't need to talk about me, although it is my favorite. Subject. Well, I mean, but, uh, on the same token, you know it, what you just talked about. It bleeds into what we are going to talk about, which is this whole news media frenzy around the fact that this hurricane has something to do with climate change. I mean, everybody's been talking about it. Don Lemon, of course, he you know he was one of the one of the first ones to come out, but I've seen it from other newscasters as well, and just even regular folk that talk about it. And the reality is, uh, at the end of the day. <laughs> It has nothing to do with climate change whatsoever. We've been having hurricanes. And by the way, Gregory, we will continue to have them. It's not going to stop. Well, but, you know, I'm a scientist. So when we're going into this, and I started researching Florida landfalling hurricanes, hurricanes all just basically everything, revising all my data. And I'm looking at a chart right here of Florida landfalling hurricanes. Now, I want to bear in mind, John, that when we look at hurricanes, Landfalling hurricanes are the best thing that we can use for counting hurricanes because for long-term data. Okay. From the 1980 on, 1980 on, we got it's the that's the gold standard because it's the satellite era. Okay. All right. So we we know every we know positively, but NOAA says they couldn't have, if a land if a hurricane made landfall somewhere on the Gulf Coast or the Eastern Seaboard, we would know about it even back as far back as 1850. So we have a very good record of landfalling hurricanes. And so I went back and I looked at first, first at Florida, and there's been a significant decline of hurricanes and even major hurricanes that made landfall in Florida. And I went back and looked at all the states that, that border the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean. And, and all, I think there were 14 of states that I looked at. Okay. And all but Mississippi had a downtrend in landfalling hurricanes. Hmm. And so it's certainly, and if we look at at global hurricanes, you can make a pretty good argument that there's been a slight decline in both tropical storms and hurricanes. And I've heard some, I don't know enough about the subject, but some of the people I respect say that increasing ocean temperatures may lead to wind shear. And wind shear is the thing that just kills hurricanes. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the reason we didn't have many so far this year. Uh, So, what they're talking about is just opposite of what 
the science, the facts, and the data tell us. It's not listen to. No, mm-hmm. you were talking about Noah a moment ago, too. I just want to interject, and I, I read some things over the weekend where Noah even came out and emphatically said, guys, time out. You, know, you, you can't correlate these two things together. There's no data to back up what you're saying, much to your point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and even if, let's, let's just look at Noah's top uh, hurricane experts. Well, he's actually, he just recently left Noah, but his name is Christopher, I get this, his last name is Land Sea. Okay. What, a, what a name for a hurricane. Almost as good as a geologist named Wright Stone. There you go. But uh, but, but uh, Christopher, had his most recent report he did on, uh, he concluded that the intensity and wind speed of hurricanes had increased, I hope you're sitting down, perhaps 1%. Wow. Well, Okay. Well, I don't think if you're on Pauly's Island or Sarasota or Fort Myers, you would be able to tell the difference between 121 and 122 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. And, and even Christopher Lancey said it's too small. It's it's meaningless because it's too small for us to even measure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like here in Colorado. I mean, we don't have the moisture to go along with our wind, but... You know, Gregory, we you know we can get winds in the in the fall and the winter months here, and we had some this last year. In fact, it was part of what happened with our fires we had last year. The wind was blowing 100 miles an hour, and something you know there was a spark that that was ignited. And of course, when it, when it's like that, you you know exactly what happens. My point is, whether that wind was 100 or 102 or 98, do you think anybody would have known the difference? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I've got to tell you too, John. Just to let you know, I'm I'm traveling to Denver this week to oh. film a documentary. Nice. So we'll be, I'll be uh, uh, taking actually a day trip up to Rocky Mountain National Park. Nice. Been there in years. Nice. So uh, uh, I love the area, and uh, I did my field work, geologic field work, at Florissant, uh, west of Colorado Springs. So uh, it's old home week for me. Nice. Well. As you know, welcome. It's, that's a you're gonna, you're going at one of the peak times to go. As you know, you'll have a great time. So so that's awesome. You know you know back to though this whole um, frenzy. I guess what I'm going to call it, Gregory. Literally yeah. frenzy right now that's going on in the media about the hurricane we just had in Florida. And not to diminish any other hurricanes that are out there. Was this a bad one? Absolutely. In fact, I think what I had read is this is the largest hurricane they've had in that area in what a hundred years. I want to say. Uh, and to your point, no, it's not because of climate change or anything along those lines. We just live in a dynamic planet, and these things are going to happen. Hurricanes have been going on for a very long time. And, you know, to your point, they may diminish some, but it doesn't mean they're going to end. Absolutely not. And, and if we look at uh, what's, what's unusual is that Tampa has not gotten hit with a storm since 1921. And we, they, they missed it again. Uh, no direct hit since 1921. Um but, but even so, I'm looking at a list of, of Category Three and above hurricanes that, that hit Florida, and you know some of these were some of these were big ones. Um, you know, other other category there was a, a couple Category Fives and a lot of fours, and so it's it, it is un, it's it's not unprecedented, but thank God it's rare that we have a mm-hmm. storm that size. Uh, and again, what we have to look at is is the difference between unprecedented. Uh, if we've never seen things like this and they start happening a lot, well, of course you want to you'd sit up and take notice. But the statistics uh, just don't bear that out. Well, and to, uh, and to your point, we have this rating system of hurricanes one through five. 
that one was a you know pretty strong category four. It wasn't a five, but it was a four. We wouldn't have a rating system, Gregory, to your point a moment ago, if we didn't know that we had some in the past that were even bigger than this one was. Yeah, some of the biggest ones were back in the in the 1780s. I've got a I've got the the longest term study I could find was out of Northern Mexico University, not okay. New Mexico, but Mexico. Okay. Uh, we went back to the year 1749 and looked at long term, and their conclusion was that from 1749 to 20, I think 16 it was, that there had been a, a a definite decline in hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. Uh, so we have all these series of, of things that we can look at. Uh, but the one thing, which you're, if you look closely at the reporting, a lot of times you'll look and they say, uh, named hurricanes at all-time high, never on record have been this many named. Well, yeah, they're naming them earlier. Of course there's going to be more. Right. The more, you know, so it, it's it's an artifact of their naming, not not actual hurricanes, you know. Now, now, a little tropical depression raises its its head. Well, it might become actually a tropical. Well, let's name it right away. Uh, so they are right when they say named hurricanes are increasing, and they are. But again, it's an artifact of of, of manipulating the statistics rather than actual hurricanes. The other thing that I wonder about, because I see the same thing happening here in in our you know Rocky Mountain region, and let me explain it this way: we. Not that wildfires haven't always been around, because Gregory, you and I both know that they have been. In fact, it's one of nature's ways of cleaning up the forest and new growth and all sorts of things happen from fires that are good, not all bad. Yes, there's some bad that comes from it, especially when there's homes and things that are in the way. But what I'm getting at is we we notice them more. We pay far more attention to them now. And, of course, we do a lot more to fight them because we have a bigger population in mountain areas that, frankly, when I was a kid, we just didn't have. Here's where I'm going with the hurricanes. I'm guessing the same could be true of all of our coastal areas, that we have a lot higher population in those coastal areas where 100-plus years ago we may not have had anybody living in those areas. Exactly, and, and a lot of high-priced uh, buildings. So, so yes, they'll, they'll, they will also say that the financial damage is much greater. Than of course it is. That, that's true. Well, of course. Yeah, of course. There's, there's more expensive stuff there. Right, and, and same and is true with our wildfires fire. here. You know, when you get million-dollar, in some cases, they're, they're $10 million homes, Gregory, that are built up in some of our mountains here in Colorado, as you know. You're familiar with our area. Yeah, when you have those types of homes and the values continue to increase, well, of course you're going to have more more costly destruction than what you had, say, even 50 years ago. Yeah, you may not. I'm not sure. I know more about it. I haven't studied Colorado fire in detail, but I have studied and am writing about Oregon and California fires. And what we see there are the national, the, when the national forests managed the, the forest, starting in 1980, they changed the forest management uh, to ban logging, basically. Yep. And the big fires now, most of the, all of them originate and tear through, uh, not through the privately held properties that are properly managed, but through, but through the U.S. Forest Service properties. That's and the true. other the other thing you may not, and again, I'm not sure about Colorado. The big problem across much of the West is this uh, imported cheatgrass. It's an invasive species. Mm-hmm. It's taken over for the natural grasses, and it's. It's much worse for fires. A lot of these fires that you might have read about, you think they were forest fires, they were actually grass fires right. that race through. That's right. And these, this, these grasses can dry out in a matter of two hours. We, like you talked, with a high, hot wind, 
uh, yes. derecho or whatever yes. comes through, right. it can dry out that grass just within a couple of hours. That's right. It, just, it takes a spark. The other thing that's happened in Colorado, which I know has happened in the coastal areas because I've been, you know, I live here and I've been to the coast, so I know exactly how this works. Anytime the property values go up, the houses get built closer together, which means if there's any kind of destruction, you're getting a two or three for the price of what one used to be, Gregory. And I may be, I, it may be 10 to one now from what it used to be. Uh, yeah. And uh, the other big problem here is, again, we talked about, uh, remember the spotted owl in the 80s? Yes. And, you know, Bill Clinton, they needed to save the spotted owl. Uh, so we stopped logging in the in federally managed properties, and now, according to the Sierra Nevada Conservancy, there are four to five times too many trees per acre. Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy to understand. Of course, if there's a fire, there's more fuel. That's easy to understand. But the other thing people don't understand is the second greatest cause of soil moisture loss is from the what the trees and the plants suck out of the soil. Of course, the first is, is evaporation. Sure. And so now you've got four to five times too many trees competing for the same scarce oh, soil point. moisture so great it just point. aggravates yes and think about this too it used to be if a fire rose up there were logging roads and they could hop on right. their, their vehicles Very well said. yes logging. yes yes now, correct they're, they're grown out yeah they don't they're exist anymore again. that's right and if they are right. there they've been so grown over and there's been so many uh you know trees and things that have fallen on top of them that you know it's a it's an act of God, literally, to get through them. So to your point, yeah, that's why most of them are, in Colorado at least, uh, Gregory, they're, most of them are fought by air now. Yeah, and they have to because they can't get that's to it. That's right, them. they can't get to it any uh, other all way. These things, it's just a compounding of things. That's right. All, it's our fault. That's we right. We did it. Yes, that's it's right. It's a man-made right. problem. It has nothing to do with <laughs> exactly. climate change. Exactly. Good point. All right, how do they find you with the CO2 Coalition? Yeah, CO2Coalition.org. Of course, my book is Inconvenient Facts. It was just back at number one bestseller on Amazon for about 10 days after Candace Owens endorsed it strongly. Awesome. Um, on, her, on her podcast, she said, everyone needs to read this book. This nice. book has opened my mind about climate nice. change. Nice. Nice. Gregory, always a joy having you. You know, you're welcome anytime. We really appreciate it, sir. Thank you, John. Stay safe. Tell your family to stay safe as well. Roger that. You bet. Appreciate it very much. Have a great evening. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. And, folks, don't forget they've got a furnace tune-up special going on right now that you can participate in, 720-526-0231. And the quiet, cool system, which I know that's not really what we're advertising, but I tell you right now, given where we're at, you look at what our temperatures are at night right now, and even during the day, you would not need air conditioning at all with a quiet, cool system this time of year. 720-526-0231. Furnaces tend to break the most when they are under the most demand, when everyone is home for the holidays. When you run your furnace year after year without getting it looked at professionally, you raise the risk of losing heat. Proactively ensure the reliability of your furnace with a tune-up from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You should know the true condition of your furnace before the busy season. Don't get stuck waiting for a technician instead of enjoying your holiday. Absolute can ensure all the essential components are in good working order and that everything is clean, so there are no issues in the future either. For KLZ listeners only, Absolute is offering $59 furnace tune-ups, helping you proactively in the downtime, so your heat won't go out when you need it most this winter. Schedule at 720-526-0231, 720-526-0231, or visit klzradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 
Okay, in our home transitions, we're going to talk to Kurt Rogers at 5 o'clock about first-time home buyers. And guess what? Catherine and Robin can help you if you're one of those as well. Okay, in our home transitions, whether you've owned homes before, you want to own again, or you currently own and you want to make a transition, they're there for you. Two for the price of one, 720-437-8210 or klzradio.com. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. Get ready to be your own boss. Up until now, you've owned a job, not a business. And with John Rush, you can change that. You need to allow your business to be its own entity so that you can live your life and reap the rewards of the labor it took to start it. John helps you understand where your life can be improved and separated from your organization so it can run independently. You should not be the most integral part of your operation. That's not a good business model. John Rush gives you important insight from his 40 years of experience on stepping up to be your own boss first before your business can run independently. Your business should work for you, not against you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. John at rushtoreason.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, I'm going to follow up with what we just talked to with uh, Gregory Wrightstone from the CO2 Coalition. This is our illustrious VP talking about aid. And how this will actually work. And I will talk more about this tomorrow because there's no way I'm going to get all this in in just a couple of minutes I have after this. But let me at least play this and I'll make a comment or two. Here we go. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And, and so women. we... Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities. Um, and, and, and by the way, there's no such thing as equity. There just isn't. There's no such thing. This is a Marxist that's now talking. Keep that in mind, folks. Your vice president is a Marxist. Anybody that talks in that manner where everything needs to be equal is a communist. Flat out, period. No disguising it. No sugarcoating it. She's a Marxist. Flat out. Everybody should be equal. Number one, that doesn't work because there's no such thing. Human beings, by the way, thankfully, thankfully, 
I'm very thankful God made us, and yes, I believe God created us, and I'm very thankful that we're not all the same, and that we do have different wants and likes, needs might be a stretch, but we like different things. That's what makes us individuals. Key word there. We are individuals with different likes. We're not equal. Something else she said, which is totally false. It's not these people's fault. Now, never going to say that it's somebody's fault that a hurricane came, but let me explain what I mean. I'll get into this more tomorrow. Is it their fault that they live in a particular area? Yes, they chose that. Do they have to live there? No. It's free country. Move where you want to. No one's forcing them to live there. They can live anywhere they want. You can pick up in America and start over anywhere you want. It's called ambition. And what do you want to make out of yourself? That's what that's called. So, no, we are not all equal. John, I got about 45 seconds. Go for it. Oh, she's a moron. I hate to say it, but I don't know how we got a demented old man and a moron in the White House, but it's getting scary. Because we have morons and demented voters, John. Yep. Going back to your previous uh, uh, guest, it's not the trees. It's what's on the ground. That's right. And you and I know this from hiking in the woods. All that dead stuff used to get cleared when they would log. And that's that's what causes these massive fires. So, hey, John, welcome back. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, John, very much. And, again, I will talk more, and those of you that would like to – call in. I'm going to set some time aside tomorrow, probably even replay that clip and and even talk more about what I mean. But folks, everybody has a choice on what they do in life. Trust me when I say that. It is not the job of government to make it equal. American National Insurance is next. Much like I have a different need on insurance, you may have a different need on insurance. We're individuals that have different needs. And wants in some cases. And Paul at American National Insurance, my agent, can help you with, by the way, those different needs and wants that you have. Call him today, 303-662-0789. In tough times when gas is high and inflation is making everything more expensive than it was before, it's tempting to cut your coverage, but you never have. You know that the market will go up and down over time. Instead of cutting your coverage, you work with Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance because he rewards your responsibility with his rebate program. You're the type of person who already handles everything on the front end. So by working with Paul, you get a return for your investment because you treat insurance like insurance and not a bank account. You don't make claims on every little ding and scratch you notice on your vehicle when you didn't park well. You expect wear and tear and budget for small expenses. You budget because you know that when the economy gets worse, less people will be fully insured. Cutting back costs them more than the money they thought they were saving. Call Paul right now, 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. You're already responsible, so get rewarded for it. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. Folks, I hope I give you some common sense from day to day. The reality is we're losing it as a country on a routine basis. We, we no longer have that. And we have leaders literally that are running around trying to make it seem like it's their job 
you know, government's job, and I'll even go as far as to say it's not the church's job to make everybody equal either. We're not. I'm going to continue to hammer that. We are not equal. And please, please, please don't let your kids ever say that, that they're equal to someone else, because they're not. We are all individuals and need to behave as such. I'll be right back. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.